All right, well, here's what I want to ask. If you guys are talking right now, uh, I'm asking you to just pay attention for just the next 45 minutes. I want to be able to honor the Lord. I, you know, I think honoring the Lord is not only giving, but it's also your attention. Can I hear an amen? I know that doesn't sound well with some of you, but if you're distracted right now, I'm asking lovingly. Let's have a sense of the reverence of the Lord. Let's pay attention to the word of God. Let's not talk. Let's not be on our phones. Let's not be on Twitter. Let's not be on Facebook unless you're quoting a good, a good quote that I'm quoting. But other, other, other than that, uh, I want to give you something, and I, and I know some of you guys uh, don't even care what I say, but it's okay. <laughs> I love you anyways. Um, I'm, in between mess- I'm in between series right now, and uh, when I'm in between series, I like to, I like to really um, preach prophetically of what I feel the Lord is doing in my life and in your life. Part of, part of being a shepherd uh, uh, in this house, and if you talk to any shepherd, uh, any pastor, is we hear the, what the, the Lord is trying to say uh, through himself to our people, but sometimes we hear through watching and observing your life. And sometimes uh, teachers and preachers need to address uh, things that they, they see in their flock. Listen, a true physician, if they love you, if they see conditions in your family, they'll address it, right? And so what I'm about to speak, though, today is uh, not a series. I'm in between series. Next week, I'm going to start a new series called From Calling to Destiny. And I'm, we're going to be examining for several weeks the life of Joseph. And uh, powerful. I've received so many confirmations because we know that there's a difference between your call and the process it takes to complete your call. Come on. There's a difference between you being called by God to do something or his purposes and then the process that it takes, sometimes a very painful process, for you to even step into your destiny. And there's some people that have received callings but never step into their destiny. Many are called but few are. And so I want to share with you today uh, a kind of in-between precursor of this. And I want to just say prelude this, that this message is probably more for me than anybody else. I'm preaching to myself this morning. You know, sometimes you just got to preach yourself happy. <laughs> sometimes you just got to lay hands on your own head when nobody is around. Somebody, you got to say, in the name of Jesus, George, you will rise up, right? Um, with the condition that I've had, the, the painful, really debility, and, and, and I don't want to harp on that because I just don't. But it's a real battle. And many of us don't realize that we are in a battle of some sort. Okay? I don't care how long you've been walking with the Lord. There's something in you that you're wrestling with. Right? And, and so I saw prophetic counsel about, uh, I don't know, six months ago um, with some, some very accurate prophets. You know that you, you could get to a point of desperation in your life. You're like, I need a word. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done that, but I've done that several times. Could you go before the Lord for me to see what's going on with me? Because <laughs> I've gone to the Lord, and he's told me, all right? And this one amazing uh, prophetic person who's very accurate, he said, George, all I keep hearing is Genesis 32 over your life. I'm like, I don't want to hear Genesis 32 in my life. I want to hear Isaiah 53 in my life. By his stripes, I'm healed. I don't, you know, don't you, don't you love when you get a prophetic word that is not what you want to hear? God says, pray. No. <laughs> like, what? Like, no, I want to hear, like, you're going to get healed tomorrow at 3 a.m. Jesus is going to enter into your room, and he's going to touch you. I'm like, yes, that's the kind of prophetic word I want. But he said, watch this now. I'm going to prelude to this. He says, I keep hearing Genesis 32 over you. 
I'm like, I don't want Genesis 32 right now. I'm going to explain what Genesis 32 is. Then he said this. Are you ready for this? He said, George, the Lord must trust you with what he's given you. I'm going to prelude something that every person that's in a wrestling season in their life is for a goal to, of something to come out of you so he could trust you with responsibility and so he could trust you with leadership and he could trust you, watch this, with people. Because if he can't trust you with your own self, he can't trust you with people. And if you don't, if you're not trusted, you'll end up hurting people even if you have a high level gifting. Because I'm here to tell you, the, the name of this message is called The Purpose of the Wrestle. The purpose of the wrestle. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but some of you are in a wrestle of your life. You are wrestling some things. And, it, and watch this. Here's the good news. The process of the wrestling looks ugly. It feels wrong. It feels bad because the wrestle involves forming character and maturity in you and getting things out of you. So today, I'm going to be preaching. There's no other story, in my opinion, that speaks of the inner conflict and the inner wrestle that we all have other than the story of Jacob in Genesis 32. Genesis 32, and I'm going to give you context. I'm going to give you historical background because we have familiar with this scripture, but I'm going to be, the, the, the anointing of harvest of is going to become upon me right now. And I'm going to give you some historical background of, watch this, listen to me, this is powerful, what led to the wrestling match between God and Jacob? What, what led to that? Did it just happen by happenstance? And the answer is no. There's a timing. Woo. There's a timing in everyone's life that you will have a wrestling match with God and within your own self because there's a, there's a goal out of the wrestling. Are you ready? Are you ready? I know I got your attention now. Genesis 32, and I, again, I'm preaching to myself. I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to be there. Have you ever read a scripture and a, a certain character pops out of you and you're like, I could resonate with that character. Like some people like John the Baptist, you know, burning and shining lamp, right? Be ready to go through what John the Baptist did too. I want to be a burning and shining lamp for the Lord. Be in the wilderness for a long time then. And we all want to highlight and be these people in the Bible, but real, we don't realize that these people had to go through some things. We read these things are real people who had real emotions, real attitude, real bad breath when they woke up in the morning. We tend to heroize these biblical characters as if they didn't ever go through any emotions. And to me, the story of Jacob resonates louder than ever in my life right now because I have been in a wrestle. But I want, to, I want to show you this as a prelude, and I want you to read it, and we're going to back up and read it in context. Are you ready to excited? Are you ready to receive from the Lord? Here it goes. Genesis 32 is going to be on the screen, verse 22 through 31. I'm going to give you a lot of points today, so, but I believe it's prophetic. And Jacob arose that night, help me preach this, Lord, and took his two wives his two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed over the ford, which is a river of Jabbok. There's a meaning to that that I'm going to share later. Jacob took them and sent them over the brook and sent them over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone and a man 
wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now, when he saw, that word H-E is capitalized. It means it was the Lord. When he saw that he did not prevail against him, this almost sounds strange, but I'm going to explain it. He touched the socket of Jacob's hip. And his socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, the Lord said, let me go for the day breaks. But Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go until you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob. Woo. But Israel, for you have struggled with God and with man and have prevailed. Mm. Then Jacob asked him, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. Watch this. This is a foreshadow. For I have seen God. Everybody say God. Face to face, and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. I want to I say something, because in this modern day in society, uh, I believe that there's a constant conflict between who we really are and what we want to portray people that we really are. I believe that there's a conflict between who we are in private and sometimes who we portray or want to be portrayed in public. Because if we portray ourselves like we portray ourselves in private, then we may get judged in a certain way. We may be, have looks in a certain way. But every one of us, there's a conflict of what we show publicly and who we really are privately. As a matter of fact, there's a statistic that says recently, and I, I started laughing at this, that a recent statistic says that there's over one million selfies taken per day in this nation. One million a day. When the camera's over, is a different story. But very few, listen, I say this because hardly anyone ever sees the inner conflicts of that selfie person or the wrestling of that picture or that image. Come on, I'm talking some, to somebody here. We don't notice, we don't see the process that it takes for God to take someone from point A to point Z. All we see is point Z and we say, I want that. And God says, get ready to go through wrestling match. I want that. I remember years ago, I was looking at Pastor Benny Hinn, and, and when I got first saved, and he was, you know, on these big crusades, and little did I know that I was going to be a part of his ministry, which I did, and um, I remember I had a dream, and I was with Pastor Benny, and he goes, do you want this? You know, with this, do you want this? I go, yes. And in, in the dream, he goes, get ready to pay the price. I'm like, what is the price? I don't know what the price is. You know, a million dollars, a hundred dollars, what are you talking I mean, I, I, I was so young, but I didn't realize that there is a process for the finish line. There's a process for strength. There's a process for maturity. And all Christians want is the end result, and we want to skip the process. 
And so this is what I want to say to you. And I want to boldly, lovingly, and encouragingly say something to everyone in here today. If you've been alive for more than a couple years in your life, and especially if you're born again and saved, you've wrestled with some stuff. Some of you are wrestling with stuff right now. Some of you are in the ring right now, and you're Jacob, and God is doing something that you have no clue, and you're angry, and you're frustrated, and there's things that are kicking and screaming inside of you, and there is a purpose for the wrestling match in your soul. Am I preaching to somebody? I I, want to say this because because Genesis chapter 32 The Bible really starts by by saying that a man wrestled with him. And at first, Jacob did not understand why a, 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 and I'm going to bring you in context. You're going to really shout at the end because your eyes are going to be open. Why the purpose of the wrestling match that you're in, the spiritual wrestling match. He didn't know why he was wrestling, but instinctively, he kept on wrestling because instinctively, he knew that he needed to be in that wrestle. Instinctively, he he knew that unless he wrestled with God about certain things in his life, his full destiny would not come to pass. Because watch this, there's a difference between God speaking to you, listen, so he'll speak to you, but sometimes he'll speak to you 10 years ago about your destiny and your life currently doesn't match up of his voice that spoke to you. It doesn't match up. Sometimes, remember David? David, the, the voice of the Lord came that, and the, uh, through Samuel says, you will be the next king. And he was just like a teenager. But the calling came first. Then he had to go through lots of wrestling matches in his life trials in his life remember Gideon Gideon the voice of the Lord calling came to Gideon and he said you are a man great valor great man of valor uh, the Lord is me when is the last time an angel said oh mighty man of valor God has chosen you you're like hallelujah and the and and in the moment when God is calling Gideon a man of valor he's hiding in fear He's, the Bible says he was in the wine press threshing. If you know anything about threshing, you thresh outside so the wind could carry the, the shaft and the wheat. But he was so afraid of the enemy that he was threshing in the bottom. And God goes, you man of valor. Because there's a difference between the voice of the Lord that sees the potential in you to the wrestling it takes to get that out of you. The good thing about God is that he doesn't wait till we have it all together to call you. He doesn't wait till we have it all together to speak to you. Because the speaking is a spark that causes you to go in that direction. The speaking will give you that energy, that, that faith. And when you look deeper into this story, I want you to say, I want, I want to say a couple of things here. This wrestling match was not physical in nature. I'm going to bust your bubble. It was not physical in nature, although it seems like it's physical in nature because the hip of Jacob was out of joint. But I'm here to tell you something, that this was a very spiritual vision, a very spiritual experience that was so intense that he felt the spiritual, uh, the spiritual experience in his physical body. And the reason why I tell you that it's not only physical in nature to prove one's strength is because if it was, then God would cease to be all-powerful. That means he had one loss in his record. If it was solely a, a, a physical display of strength physically, come on somebody, between Jacob 
and God, and God says, and he prevailed, then if it was only physical, then God would not be all-powerful. That means he would have one loss on his record, and there would be someone that would be greater than him. This was not physical in nature. Watch this. You could have a spiritual experience and feel it in your physical body. Have you guys ever felt the presence of God on your body? Have you ever felt the glory of God on your body? Have you ever felt the conviction of the Lord in your heart? If demons can manifest wickedly and, and touch people's body, God's presence, the invisible realm, could touch your physical body. So what was happening here was a very intense spiritual matter between Jacob and God, so much so that his body felt the after effects of this powerful wrestling vision in his life. And I want to tell you, the purpose for the wrestling is, and I'm saying up front, is so that God could be able not only to trust you, but to, watch this, get certain things out of Jacob that needed to be out and put certain things in that needed to be in. That was the purpose. Why? Because we by nature are stubborn people. If it was easy for God to do anything in our life and just wave his hands and say, be fruitful, be on fire, then it would happen. But he leaves it up to us to yield to certain things to get the fire. Come on. He leaves it up to us to yield to certain things. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to read our Bible. We don't have to pray. We don't have to go to church. And then we wonder why we're in a spiritual position because we think God is a puff, the magic dragon God, and just, and just says, hey, you know what? Be on fire. Hey, you know what? Be faithful. Hey, you know what? Be prosperous. Hey, you know what? Be obedient. And the wrestle is all about getting maturity in you. It doesn't matter. Years of walking with the Lord does not equate to maturity. You could be walking with the Lord 20 years and still be at the same level you were 10 years ago. You're still yielding things that you shouldn't yield to. You're still cranky about things. You're still watching things you shouldn't watch. You're still saying things you shouldn't say. Don't tell me just because you, as a matter of fact, the hardest people to reach are the people that have been walking with the Lord for a long time. I'd rather preach to people that have been two years old because at least they'd be like, is that true? Okay, that's awesome. I'm not saying believe everything I say. I'm saying the heart level of people that really know they're in the dump and they need help, you don't need to convince a lot of them that they need to go through a process and they need to yield to some things in order to get a breakthrough. But people who've been walking with the Lord, oh, forget it. I know, this, I know, that, I know that scripture and I can preach it better than you. I know that experience. Come on, say Amen. And so, so this, I want you to know that this man that the Bible was talking about was the Lord himself. You say, wait a minute, Pastor George. How can you prove that this man was the Lord? I'll tell you. Because a few verses later, after he wrestled with this man, what did he say? I'm going to call this place Panayo, for I have seen what? God face to face, and my life is preserved. Many theologians and historians say that that man was the Lord Jesus himself. And the Lord appeared to Jacob, watch this, in a very critical time in his life. The timing, I'm going to show you what the timing is all about. It wasn't by accident. Jacob had come to a point in his life where he was under the most intense pressure in his life. Listen to what I'm saying. He was under the most intense pressure in his life. He was dealing with major character flaws of being a deceiver all his life. 
a liar, this patriarch, the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Sometimes when I think of Jacob, I'm thinking, hallelujah, there's hope for If Jacob can make up in the lineup, there's hope for me, glory to God. There's hope for you. Because he seems like a, a, out of the royal family, he was, it seems like he was like the, 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 the misfit in a sense. He was like, you know, you have Abraham who was this father of faith, right? We see all these things of the father of faith, and he was willing to sacrifice his own son. Wow, what a man of faith. Isaac came. Isaac was the one who said, okay, dad, I'll go up there. I'll lay down and I'll be obedient. And I'll. Jacob was a liar and a deceiver. And he was even named Jacob, which means supplanter, trickster from the womb. That's why we have to be careful what you allow people to name you. Because you become a self-prophecy of what people label you. And it goes, and I'm going to go to that in a second, but it goes all the way back from Jacob's birth that he was called Jacob, which means deceiver. Imagine coming out of the womb and saying, what do you name him? Deceiver boy. Deceiver boy, how are you, deceivercito? I love you. Liar, liar, trickster. From the very beginning, he was labeled, labeled, word, identified, as a trickster, as a con, as a, as a deceiver from birth. And watch this. And that character flaw followed him all his life. Watch this. I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere. And so Jacob was at a very pinnacle moment in his life where, watch this, where the voice of God that came to him several years ago was not matching his lifestyle. And God had to intervene. And do something. Because it was a critical moment. Because God understood that without an intervention of getting in the ring spiritually with Jacob. That the words that Jacob were spoken over his life could almost be aborted. See, some people think. Some people think, well, if God spoke it, if God spoke it to my life, no matter how I live, no matter what I do, it's going to come to pass. And that's such an arrogant statement. Because we think that God is going to do everything. And we don't do any. We don't have any part to do with our promise and our destiny. I'm telling you the truth that you could actually receive a prophetic word from the Lord and not come to pass and it was the Lord if you are not cooperating with the Spirit of God in your own life. If God told me that I'll be a preacher and I never study the word and I never prepare and I never pray and I never show up and I don't want to show up. It don't matter if God said himself. He gives us an opportunity to say yes or no. Not only was Jacob dealing right before this wrestling, I'm giving you a backdrop, with character flaws that needed intervention for him to actually be what God spoke to him to be, he was under the most fearful time of his life. Now, notice when the wrestling started, character flaws. You ready? Ready? Character flaws that God wanted to have been dealing with for all his life. And now Esau was coming to meet Jacob. Now, Esau, for those of you who don't know, was his brother. That was the firstborn, which the firstborn had rights uh, in the Hebrew culture. The firstborn had rights and privileges more than the rest of the kids. Not that the, 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 the parents loved them more. It was just a, a culture that they had a more inheritance of that, right? So Jacob, being the trickster nature that he is, when, when his brother was starving, imagine you doing that to your brother, starving. Says, he said, okay, I understand that there's blessings tied to your birthright. You came out first. Hey, sell me your birthright, and I'll cook meat for you. See, because Jacob was a mama's boy. J Jacob was like, he was there in the house, and he was there, you know, with Rebecca all the time. And he, you know, he was, he was, he was just in the house. Esau was a burly man, and he was, and he was in the field, and he was a hunter, right? And so, 
So Jacob tricked his brother when he was about to die because he was starving of food. Instead of giving him some grace, he said, hey, give me your birthright, then I'll cook you food. He goes, I don't care. Just cook me some food. I'm about to die. All right? And then what happened earlier, which I'll share with you in a minute, is that at the end of, of Isaac's life, and I'm giving you a backdrop, Isaac, the father of Jacob and Esau, right? His, his eyes were kind of blind, and he says, listen, Esau, Esau, go fetch me some food, and I'm going to give you my final blessing that is reserved for the firstborn. And you know what that awesome man of God, Jacob, awesome man of God, Jacob, he, he's a man of God, right? You could be a man of God and have serious flaws. Come on. You could be a woman of God and have some serious flaws. This man of God says, took the, the advice of her, his mother and said, hey, listen, go kill a goat and put that furry skin on you so that it could appear that you're hairy like your brother. And when your father feels that skin, he's, he can't see, so hopefully he'll be convinced that it's your brother Esau. You following me? And so, now watch this. Now, G, now, now his father, when he came, fast-forwarding, and said, hey, what is your name? You, you, you know, you, you feel like Esau, but you sound like Jacob. You feel like Esau, but you sound like Jacob. You know, no, no, he lied to his father now. He goes, no, this is, J this is Esau, right? Long story short, Isaac blessed Jacob, and it was irreversible. He blessed him, right? A few moments later, Esau comes into the scene and said, Dad, I got your meal, man. I got it. It took a long time. He goes, what are you talking about? He goes, someone just came in that I thought was you. And gave me my food, and I blessed him, and I can't take him back. Esau got enraged, angry, and that, that caused a split for about 20-something years. Fast forward to now. Right before the wrestling match, now watch this, the timing is everything. Because I believe prophetically some of you are in a wrestle or you're about to get in a wrestling match. Because of the circumstances that have come to a tilting point in your life. Years of struggling with character flaws of deception, lying, tricking. And now Esau's coming. By the way, he's coming with 400 men. I don't know about you, but you don't come with 400 men to just have cupcake and coffee. He's coming with 400 men because he wants to kill Jacob. Are you ready for this? And it's during the moment of the most intense pressure in his life that God shows up. Watch this. Not to say, I love you, which is awesome. Not to say, it's going to be okay to wrestle him. God shows up in the timing of his life when he's dry. Woo! When he wants to give up. When he's cranky. When he's afraid. And God says, it's time for the true destiny that I've spoken into you to be birthed now. And the Bible says that he began to wrestle. And I, and I, and I say that because... When he began that wrestling process, I find there's a lot of things that happen in that story. Because Jacob had a calling and a destiny, but he was about to step into something that required the wrestling of the Lord for character and maturity and strength to be instilled in Jacob. Do you know, I've said this before, but you could be a leader that's gifted and hurt people because you're still wounded. I want you to see this first slide up. I'm preaching 
I'm preaching better than you saying amen this morning. Sometimes God has to initiate several spiritual wrestling matches with us to get his desired character and purposes out of us. Trust me when I tell you this. When I heard this from this prophetic person, I hear Genesis 32 over here. I said, I do not want to do it because I knew what Genesis 32 is, and I don't like that wrestling period. You know what the wrestling period is? It's repeatedly calling out to God in agony and intercession and pleading. That wrestling match could be the inner workings that you are afraid to yield to, that you're too uh, uh, prideful to let go of. That is the wrestling match that goes on in your soul, in your spirit. When you know that you have to do right or you need to yield to this, but, but your flesh or your experience says, I don't want to do that. Do you realize that the purpose of the wrestling match is for you, not for God? The wrestling match that he did for Jacob, and remember, that's not the first time that Jacob was wrestling. And I'm not going to show you the time, but it's in Genesis chapter 25. The very first time we see Jacob wrestling was in the womb. He he was wrestling in the womb, y'all. Like, Jacob was not just wrestling, I mean, and God was not wrestling with Jacob just in this moment. But when he was in the womb, you know what the Bible says in Genesis 25? I believe it's 25, and I had it up there, but I'm not going to read it because of time. You know, the Bible says that Esau and and, um, Esau and Jacob were in the womb, and the Bible says, and the twins struggled in the womb. They were fighting in the womb. They're like, no, I'm going to come first. No, you're going to come first. I'm going to come first. You have to understand that we are in a a me culture that always strives to promote self. We're always trying to promote self and self and self and self, and the wrestling match is to get self out of us. And so when Esau came out, look at this boy, look at this boy. Esau came out first. He came out all hairy, the Bible says, you know, really hairy. You know, some women, you know that. They're like, oh, my God, look at my baby. He's all hairy, right? Came out hairy, right? And then my boy Jacob, the trickster, the, the, the man of God, said, oh, no, you ain't. And the Bible says that Jacob grabbed the heel of Esau, and they both came out like, Rrr. And as, listen, I'm not trying to be graphic, but, but as as Esau came out first, Jacob came out a close second with a fight. <laughs> Jacob said, oh, no, you didn't. From the birth, he was grabbing his heel. And that's why the name Jacob came because the, it means a heel, a supplanter, a heel a grabber, a heel grabber, a trickster. That's what Jacob means. Now, think about your identity being a trickster. Identity being a con. Identity, your identity, your name. Being a deceiver, and, you've, and you struggle with this character flaw most of your life, God has to intervene. Now, now watch. Are you getting something? Are you getting something? The reason why I say all this is because I believe that God decides to choose anyone he desires because he sees the heart. He doesn't see he doesn't disqualify you and I because of the struggle. He doesn't disqualify you and I because of the things that are happening in our life at this moment. He has a way of blessing people without meeting with your committee, without meeting with your board, without meeting with your friends, without having your opinion. Have you ever seen God bless someone that doesn't deserve to be blessed? Like have you have you ever seen God show his favor on someone that you that you went and and thought like I'm going to pray to God and tell him a few things I know about this person that he probably doesn't know about this person? God has a way of raising people up that make no sense in the natural. 
That's why the Bible says not many wise are called, but many few, uh, not many wise are called, but God chooses the weak things of the world to confound the wise. Every time I read that scripture, I have like my hand and my feet raised up. I'm like, that's me. That's me. Some people say, well, how did he deserve this? I don't know. But I know that God sees the heart and he doesn't see what people only see. He sees the heart and there's a purpose of the resting because God wants to bring maturity and trust in you. Come on, say amen. Say amen. There's something about the wrestling match that doesn't feel good, but I'm here to tell you the wrestling match is for you to yield and surrender. Because the purpose, the second purpose, listen, of the, of, of, the, of the wrestling match is to get you from independence to dependence on God. But watch this. I find a secret. Here's a secret. Here's a secret. Here's where I'm going to get a little deeper. I find a secret that God does whenever we are about, he's about to wrestle with us. Now, now here's a secret, guys. I, I want to share this with you. Because the secret is, the secret is that he gets you to a place where you're finally by yourself and alone so that you won't pretend to hide behind people anymore. I want you to see something. Right before the wrestling match started, the Bible says this, and Jacob was left alone. Watch this. And then a man appeared and wrestled him. The secret to God's wrestling with us and us wrestling these character things is that he got to get you out of the crowd and by yourself so you can stop pretending like you're anybody else and he can start dealing with the real you. Because it doesn't matter who you are in a crowd. It matters who you are when you're all by yourself. Look at that. It doesn't matter who you are in a crowd. It matters who you are when you are alone. Come on, say you're alone. It wasn't enough that he was alone. It was that he was left alone. That means Jacob had people. Watch this. this I, I need you to hear me. Jacob had people around him that he was drawing strength from. God, he was drawing independence from. He was drawing confidence from. And they were no longer there. And God, watch this. It's going to sound blasphemous. God had to allow them to move away so he could deal with Jacob by himself. Some of you cannot survive without other people in your life. Oh, man. Some of you get your victory or your confidence when certain people are around you, certain friends, certain leaders, certain people. And because God is a jealous God, he doesn't want other people to take the credit for your freedom. He doesn't want other people to take the credit for your deliverance. So watch this. The Bible says he had people and he was left alone. He was left alone. That means he had people, and they were no longer there. And when he was all by himself, God says, now is the time I'm going to initiate the wrestling match. It's when you're alone that God begins to wrestle you because that's the real you. It's when you're by yourself that he starts revealing the idols in your heart. It's when you're alone that he starts dealing with your temper. <laughs> it's, it's when you're alone that he starts dealing with your insecurities. It's when you're alone that he's so committed to Christ's likeness in you that he's willing to go into the ring, roll up his sleeves and says, I'm not going to allow you to sit there and have a pity party anymore. I'm not going to allow you to cry anymore. I'm going to come and wrestle things out of you. Your past, how you think about yourself, what they said about you, your lies, how you think about others, how they think about you. I want to start wrestling this character in you because there's some things.
things that got to come out of you, and there's some things I want to put in you. But it can't happen until we get into the ring together. And there's that wrestling match. Do you know that even in the New Testament, we're, we're, uh, this sounds strange, the Bible says that we're also wrestling? You know that in the, New, in the New Testament, there's a fight? You know that Paul the Apostle says, I fought the good what? The good fight of what? Faith. In other words, there's times I, I wanted to give up. Paul the Apostle said, I fought the good fight of faith. It's a fight. Look at what Galatians says in ch- chapter 5. Look at what Galatians chapter 5 says. This is so powerful. I just hit something in my iPad. <laughs> I couldn't find it. Okay, Galatians chapter 5. L- look at it. Look at it. Look at what it says. So I say to you in the NLT, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Look at this wrestle. Watch this. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. Sounds like a struggle to me. Sounds like a wrestling match to me. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. Watch this. Are you ready? These two forces are sometimes fighting each other. Did it say that? Oh, no, let me read that real good. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. These two forces are constantly wrestling in every human being so that the goal of this type of wrestling is so that you won't do what your spirit does, the spirit of God desires for you to do. But if you yield to the wrestling process, the right one will prevail. The righteous one will prevail. See, so you have to, you have, so you have to understand. So he was by himself. Come on. And I find that this is something that I've said before. When God gets ready, I know this in my life more than I could tell you. When God gets ready to work on you, he'll put you into isolation so he could give you revelation. What he'll do is he'll get you out of the the crowd that you're hiding behind, the community that you're hiding behind, because we put a face in front of people, right? And then he'll get you by yourself. He goes, now I can deal with you. Watch this, because I'm going to give you revelation of who you are. Listen to what I'm about to say. The, one of the main purposes of this wrestling match is to get true identity out of you. You say, how do you know that? Because he says, what's your name? God will always ask you what your name is after the wrestling match. In other words, what is your identity? And it's funny because when you're, uh, when you're in this wrestling match, um, uh, the, the thing that's, that's beautiful about this is that... Uh, he asks you what your name is, but, but 21 years earlier, his father asked what his name was, and he said Esau. Now he's in this wrestling match, watch this, and he's wrestling, and he's wrestling these character issues, these things out of his life that are, watch this, that Jacob knew needed to be dealt with. Do you guys know, by the raising of hands, that there's some things that you know that God has to wrestle, or you have to wrestle with God, that God wants to take stuff out of you and put some things in you, right? There's everyone in here has gone through a wrestling match. I've, for the last two years, I've wrestled with God. And sometimes the wrestling if in the natural, what happens in the natural when you're wrestling? Ugly. You get hurt. You get swolled up. You get angry. You get weak. 
And during that wrestling time, I've experienced all these things. But I want to say this to you. The purpose of the wrestling has to do with revealing what's already inside your heart. The purpose of, of the wrestling match is to reveal this is what your heart looks like. Can I hear an amen? This is what your, this is what your heart looks like. Um, something is wrong with my iPad. Sorry, sorry about that. Something is not right. Okay. Um, the devil is a liar. Amen. Amen. Give me a second. This is not. Are you still with me? <laughs> I'm just going to forget about that for a second. Now, I, I want you to say this because this is something that is just in my heart, right? I looked up the word Jabaka. If you know what, I want the worship team to come up here because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be done in just a little bit. I looked up the word uh, Jabak, and I, uh, I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get the Wi-Fi here. What's, what's the password, the PK? I got a new thing, so it's, it's, it's erasing my notes. Sorry, this never happens, guys, so uh, just, just bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. If PK, if you could come and help me out here. I'm going to put it on my. No, it's right, it's right here. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to preach from here. Uh, I'm almost done. I just wanted to sh share with you what uh, my, my iPad is turning off because of, of something. I, I looked at the word jabak, right? And again, I, I just I put all this together, guys, last night. So forgive me that it's, it's not um, in, in that. It's all right. I know you're, you're patient, but I, I don't like stalling like this. Um, I want to apologize to this generation because, uh, you know, in this generation you've had teachers that only taught you about the, the blessing God and the healing God and the miracle working God. And he's all that. But he's also a wrestling God. And this generation has only been taught the, the healing God, the miracle working God. But if you're going to get to your destiny, you're going to have to allow God to wrestle some things out. I want you to see, hear this. God is the one who initiated the wrestling match, not Jacob. The Bible says he was left alone. A man appeared to him, right? And so before he did this, he had to cross the brook of Jabbok. You know what the brook Jabbok means in the Hebrew? Because we look at the scriptures and we don't see the true meaning because the English language is so weak. You know what the word Jabbok means? That Jacob had to cross the river of Jabbok, and then the Bible says there was the wrestling match after he was left alone. This is mind-blowing. The, the word Jabbok means the place of emptying. In the Hebrew, it means the place that empties everything out. God had to physically take Jacob to a place of surrender where he totally emptied himself out so that physically he'll be in a place of emptying and then spiritually he'll be in a place of emptying. 
He was in the brook of Jabbok. That means the river that empties out. You and I have to be emptied out of, the, of those things that we have allowed ourselves to be identified with so that God could start doing that great work in us. Because if we're so filled with the things that we want to do, there can't be surrender. And you know why I know there was surrender? Because after the wrestling match was over, I love this. After the wrestling match was over, Jacob was no longer cocky. He was no longer proud. He was no longer, he was no longer arrogant. Right afterwards, he came, listen, listen, he came in proud. He came out leaning. Come on. The Bible says in the, in the Song of Solomon, who is this leaning on her beloved coming out of the wilderness? Who is this? You know why? You know why? I have a theory. They couldn't recognize a Shulamite woman because, because they, she came in one way and she left the other way. Because sometimes when you get in that wrestling match, you come in prideful. You come in messy. You come in cranky. But you, lean, but you leave leaning on your beloved. Why? Because you came to a place of surrender. Why? Because Jacob could no longer depend on his own strength to walk because his hip was out of joint. So he had to grab on to that man. He had to grab on to the man Jesus and allowed him to be a place of emptying himself so he could say, okay, finally, you have your deception. You have Esau coming. Now I'm going to deal with you because your character is critical, Jacob, for you to change. Watch this. Your character in your life needs a shift in order for the words that I spoke to you 20 years ago for it to come to pass in your life. And there's some things I have to do in you that if I don't do it now, you're going to ruin everything that I put in your life. Listen, listen, listen. If I don't deal with you right now, Jacob, you're about to face that man, Esau, and he's going to kill you. I believe that with all my heart, that Esau, if God did not intervene, Esau was going to kill him. But watch this, watch this. After the wrestling match, he went from pride to humility. From dependence to, from independence to dependence. Right? And what happened is that from that day forward, he, let, he walked with a limp for all his life. But you know what the Bible says? That word prevailed means, see, because I, I, I saved the best for last. The Bible says that he wrestled with this man, right? And the Bible says that the Lord saw that he wasn't letting him go. Isn't that interesting? God initiated the wrestling match, and then in the middle of the wrestling match, Jacob said, oh, I'm going to stay up in here. God initiated the wrestling match, and he didn't know what was happening, but the more the wrestling happened, the more he realized, I need this, and I don't feel good. It doesn't feel good, but it's to shape my character. It's to bring healing and a breakthrough to me, because I don't like what's in me. I don't like the stuff that's in me. And so he instinctively grabbed on and said, I ain't letting you go until you bless me. We all need that Luke 18 woman that says, I ain't going to let you go until you bless me. I'm going to go to my adversaries. And that unjust judge says, look at this, this widow. She kept knocking on the door. And she says, I avenge my enemies. No, I'm not going to avenge your enemies. Avenge my enemies. And then she, and the unjust judge said in the New Testament, Luke 18, he said, you know what? Get this woman off my back. 
I don't fear God and I don't fear people. But she keeps coming to me persistently. I will not leave you until you bless me. I believe Jacob had a revelation in the middle of the, rev of the wrestling that he needed it. And God says, let me go. He goes, I will not let you go. Now watch this. Watch this. And when he let him go, he said, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this revelation? Wrestling match is over. What's your name? Ugh. Watch this. Watch this. Jacob now didn't say, my name is Esau. He said, my name is Jacob. In other words, I'm that deceiver. I'm that, I'm that person that I've always been. I, I, I struggle with this nature. I'm Jacob. I'm Jacob. I'm a deceiver. He goes, you're no longer Jacob. You're Israel. You're a prince. The word Israel means a prince because out of you, there was always a prince, but it took the wrestling match to take it out of you. And now you will no longer be called Jacob. You're going to be called Israel. Now watch this. This is, the, this is the beautiful thing. This is where I'm going to close. The Bible says, because, God says, I'm going to call you Israel because you struggled or wrestled with God and man and have prevailed. What does that mean? Does, he, does that mean he won against God? No. That word prevail means the ability to endure without giving up. That word prevail in the Hebrew, look it up. It means to have the ability to overcome and endure without giving up. The wrestling match that you and I have is an endurance test to give you strength and of the ability so that you won't give up when pressure hits. Now watch this. After that character change and after that wrestling inside of him of things that needed to come out of him, he met Esau. Watch this. Are you ready for this? This is a revelation. But Esau, when he saw Jacob, he saw a broken, humble man that sought repentance for his actions and he apologized to Esau sent him gifts, sent him donkeys and repented for his deception and watch this, are you ready? because there was a change in his character there was a change in his circumstances Esau did not kill him as a matter of fact they reconciled there, they went both their, different, their separate ways and Isaac from that point onward became the man of God that was predestined for him to be all his life he walked with a limp but he walked with dependence on God he wasn't cocky anymore he told the truth now there was some character issues that were that were fixed and now God can trust him to be watch this so much so that this once deceiver once liar once supplanter was now in considered one of the three royal patriarchs that God used to identify himself. I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I, he introduced himself. When you introduce yourself to everyone from now on, you will introduce yourself as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, but I'm also the God of Jacob. 
guess what? God included Jacob in this royal lineup all because he yielded to the wrestling process. There's some of you I feel today, like myself, I'm throwing myself in here. There's some of you today that you're in a wrestling match of your life. You're wrestling right now as I'm speaking to you with your walk with God. You're wrestling with the call of God in your life. You're wrestling with the fact that you haven't done anything sometimes with the call of God in your life and God is wrestling with you. God is wrestling with some of your tempers. God is wrestling you with some of your attitudes. God is wrestling has been wanting to wrestle you with some of your character flaws and he, what he wants you to do is just come clean. He is so committed to you. He said, I'm not going to allow you to stay there. I'm going to roll my sleeves up and I'm going to go in the ring with you. Let me tell you something, a prophetic word. God is in the ring waiting for some of us so that he could draw things out of us that need to be drawn out of. But we can't get there if we think that we've all arrived and we don't need any of these things in our lives. We need to get to that point where we say, you know what? I got some issues in my life. Listen, I don't care who you are. I don't care what your title is. Some of us have got some stuff in us, right? You could come up to me one day. You could come up to you one day and you're your holy Susan. You're your holy Moses. You come up to you the other day and you want to howl at the moon, right? Why? Because God is after one thing. He's after maturity in you. He's after healing you from your emotional bondage. He's after trusting you with great responsibility. He's after Christ-likeness, but all that requires you to submit to the wrestling process. I'm gonna hear some good news. If you're in a wrestle, it's a good news. That means God initiated. If you're in a wrestle right now, God desires to get these toxic things out of you. When I have the prophetic word that says you're, all I keep hearing is Genesis 32, I finally realized what that was for me. I was cranky and I was bitter and I was angry. And I'm tired of praying and nothing happens. And I'm tired of everybody praying and nothing happens. And I'm. And God says, come, 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 come. Come on, son. I know you don't like this. But there's a goal that you don't see. There's a purpose that you don't see that's coming out of you. That at the end of this, at the end of this, at the end of this, you're going to be trusted and people are going to be able to see you. And you're going to be able to see people with compassion more than you've ever seen them. And boy, let me tell you that is the truth. I have seen people that are suffering with pain differently. I can see people and relate to people with their pain. And I'm not quick to rush them because I'm in pain. I identify with them. For we have a high priest that identifies himself with the feelings of our infirmities. In all points being tempted, but did not sin. Our Jesus knows what it is to be left behind. Our Jesus knows how to be left alone. Our Jesus knows what it feels like to have no friends. Our Jesus knows what it feels like to be rejected. Our Jesus knows what it feels like to suffer in his physical body. Our Jesus knows what it feels like. That's why he's the great high priest. That's why he can minister to us more than anybody else can. Why? Because when he says, I've been there, he's really been there. 
when he says I can relate to you it's not because he's all knowing it's because I walked this earth one day and all my people rejected me I walked the earth one day and I felt sorrow I felt and I was in the garden of Gethsemane and I pleaded with the father is there any other way is there any other way nevertheless not my will but true will be done if you're finding yourself in a wrestling match it's for God's glory it doesn't feel good I'm telling you it doesn't feel good but rejoice because he's about to trust you with something he's about to get character in you he's about to release authority over you and he can't do it unless he's finished with that wrestling match in you here's the, the end of my story he will always win so yield and surrender but don't give up and out of the wrestling will come out someone that is tried that is tested that is pure and has come out through the fire and all the impurities will come out and they will come out as gold and then God says we could trust them you, are, you know why? because you're empty of self gain or self promotion I don't want at this point in my life at this point in my life I don't want to even talk I don't, I don't even want to walk in my in my destiny because I've been walking in my destiny you know what what I'm in my point in my life right now I'm thinking about legacy I get joy when other people get fulfilled their call of God I've been walking in my destiny for 20 some years now there's been a shift and it's like I want to see you walk in your calling I want to see you walk on your calling that's legacy If you're in a wrestling match it's because God started it and the longer the wrestling match is determines the how stubborn you are but if you surrender that wrestling match God is about to birth something watch this not just him trusting you I'm gonna prophesy this to you he's gonna birth a, a deep trust in you for God that no matter what the circumstances is that you will trust God with everything in your life you know why because an empty person has nothing else to give but what God puts inside of them I want you to stand up I want you to stand up you close your eyes for a second do you find yourself in a wrestling match with the Lord do you find yourself deeply knowing that you know the word but your life is not congruent with some of the things that have been spoken over your life some of you have had things spoken over your life but your current life does not match up the words that were spoken just like Jacob Jacob had promises that were spoken over his life but right before the wrestling he was struggling with deception and he was about to be confronted by his brother all hell was breaking loose and God then decided to to wrestle with him I feel from the Spirit of God right now 
I feel that some of you, your wrestling match, your wrestle is that you're, you're not on fire like you used to be. And I just felt that from the Spirit. You're, some of your wrestling is that you are not, you are not what you used to be. And there's a wrestling in you. Because it's hard to reconcile, it's hard to reconcile what you used to feel, how you used to be, and how you're living now, or how your circumstances are now. The good news is if you're finding yourself in a wrestling, spiritual wrestle, is because God is initiating it to birth something out of you. Now to a few of you, this message probably made no sense. But to the majority of you, you find yourself wrestling with something. But I'm here to tell you, don't let this wrestling moment go to waste. This wrestling is from the Lord, and He'll change your name from Jacob to Israel. If you just let Him. He'll change you from being cocky and arrogant to humble and pliable. He'll change you from being angry and bitter to seeing through the eyes of the Lord. If you're in this place, you say, Pastor, I feel like I'm Jacob. I feel like I'm in a wrestle. I'm in a wrestling match. I feel like I've been angry and I've been bitter or, or I've just been frustrated. The Lord says, it's okay. It's called wrestling. I'm wrestling with you because I'm after your identity. If that's you, just slip up your hands and say, I, I could relate to this. I've been in a wrestling match. Come on. If you're like me, when that prophet said, I hear Genesis 32 over you, I knew exactly what Genesis 32 meant. And I did not want to hear that. But I'm here to prophesy to you that there's more than the eye could see. You do not have any idea the outcome of your wrestling. But God does. God does. God sees that there's a goal in mind. And if you just submit and surrender during the wrestling process, yes, it will hurt. Yes, it will strip you a little bit. Yes, you'll come to the fort of Jabbok, which is a place of emptying. But it's a beautiful place because you no longer can hide behind people. You can no longer be hide behind your status. And you can no longer hide behind your gifting. It's just you and God. So that He could trust you. So He could fill you. So He could bring His identity out of you. If that's you, I want you to come to this altar and join me. Because I'm in a Genesis 32 moment. And allow God to have His way. Allow God to give you understanding. Come on. I want you to lift up your hands if that's you, several of you. I want you to come join me right now and just present yourself before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to stop fighting. I'm going to stop resisting. Lord, I'm going to be here because I know there's a purpose in the wrestling. I know that you're after my character. I know you're after me being submissive to my, my, my spouse. I know you're, you're in me to be obedient. Come on, I feel the Holy Spirit. I know that you're wanting me to answer the call of God, and I haven't answered it. I know you're wanting to wrestle this out of me. Come on, if that's you, I want you to get out of your seat. Lift up your hands, because the God of Jacob is in this house, and you are about to have a name change in the spirit when you yield and surrender. This is not your fault. This is not God being angry at you. This is not God being mean to you. It's a process of deliverance.
endurance. It's a process of trust. It's a process of maturity. It's a process. Come on, lift up your hands. Surrender to the Lord. Come on. forgive. You know what that is? That's the wrestle. God has been knocking at your door to let that thing go and you're refusing to let it go. That's the wrestle. God is challenging you to be submissive to your husband, some of you. That's the wrestle. God is calling some of you to love your wives as Christ loved the church and you're refusing. That's the wrestle. Anything that you feel like you're not looking forward to it's an invitation for character change and I hear this from the Lord I hear this from the Lord some of your wrestle has to do with actual holiness hear me hear me some of the wrestle is because you know you've been yielding to the flesh and God is calling you to holiness he wants you to stop running. Stop running from this wrestling process and start living right. To some of you, it's simply, the wrestle is simply, can I live right? Oh, I feel that. I feel that. Can I even live right? Pastor George, you don't understand. All these temptations, they overshadow me. All my sexual desires, all these desires, they overcome me. No, 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 no. The fight is because God wants to get you out of that pattern of your life. And here's the last thing I hear. Here's the last thing I hear. This is for many of you. Some of you, the wrestling is not holiness. Some of you, the wrestling, are you ready for this? Is to answer finally the call of God in your life. 
and start walking in it. Some of you have had callings to teach and you have not taught in years because of church hurt, because of somebody that hurt you. Some of you, the Lord has been telling you to give of yourself or give of your resources and you haven't done so. That's the fight. That's the wrestle. To some of you, to some of you, the fight is you're too afraid to get involved in church because it requires you to be vulnerable. God wants to end that pattern. But I hear the Lord saying this. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? I'm going to end it with this. This is going to be a prophetic word for the house. Some of you have been struggling for a while. You've been believing God for some things for a while. And you've been wrestling with God. Lord, when is it going to come? I have news for you. Soon, the struggle is going to be over. Come on, say this with me. The struggle is about to be over. Listen, to some of you, you've been struggling for a while. And you see no end. Just like Jacob. But soon, the Bible says he wrestled a night all the way to daybreak. That's a long time. Non-stop. Some of you feel like you've been struggling for years. And I prophesy to some of you, if you remain faithful and you remain tender and you remain and you allow the Lord to do his work during this process, the struggle is about to be over. That prayer is about to be answered. But more so than the prayer being answered, hear me, is what he is doing in you that you don't even see. I'm going to say something boldly. You may never see. Woo, I feel the Holy Spirit here. You may never see the answer to the struggle of what you've been praying for. But you will see the, pr the product of what it did inside of you. You're going to be a tender person. You're going to be a pliable person. You're going to be a compassionate person. Watch this. Joy is going to come back to you. Because watch this. If pain or struggle can no longer hold you, then the devil has lost. When you've been emptied and say, it don't matter, I'm still going to be preaching while I'm limping. I'm still going to be teaching while I'm hurting. Then the devil says, no! Because now you are emptied of everything. You say, I will still be obedient even if I'm still in pain. You know what that did? That means something big happened inside of you. I want you to hold hands. How many feel a breakthrough in this house today? I want to say this prophetically. I feel this in my spirit, so I'm just going to say what I feel like I pick up. Other than your character, hear me, because this is a prophetic word for you. Other than your character that God is working on, I feel in my spirit just now that part of your wrestling and agony that you're going through is concerning your family. I just heard that. How many by the raising of hands can tell me that part of your wrestling right now, your agony, your wrestling, is concerning your family? I, I knew it. Sometimes, watch this, you're not struggling for your own sake. You're struggling for somebody else's sake. Woo! Sometimes that sorrow, that, 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 that anguish, it's not only for you. It's because you desire to see an outcome in your family. My God. My God. My God. My God. 
You're still, I hear that. You're standing in the gap. You're standing in the gap. And you're tired of standing in the gap. And you're struggling and you're warring and you're wrestling. And I'm here to tell you prophetically that God sees the stance that you're taking, the struggle you're enduring to intercede on behalf for a breakthrough of your family. And that is where some of your struggle is. But I'm telling you, whether it's for character or for your family, the process goal is still the same. There will be a breakthrough at the finish line. My God! I know you want me to hurry, but I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel a shift in my spirit. Quickly, 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 quickly. If you're believing something for your family and you've been in this wrestling match for your family, quickly get up here right now. Lift up your hands right now. The wrestling is for your family. You're wrestling for your family. You're wrestling. You're wrestling. You're wrestling. It's not just for character. It's for your family. It's your family. It's your family. It's your sons. It's your daughters. It's your spouse. Father, I come against every lie that the enemy has placed that their family is never going to see the salvation of the Lord. I come against every lie that their children are not going to serve God. I come against every lie that their, that their marriage is going to be ended. Right now, I declare that the struggle that they have been going through for their family is worth the wrestle because at the end you're about to change the dynamic and the name and the identity of this family I declare victory over every family that's been wrestling I've been declaring for every person that's standing in the gap that they will have that strength and they will see with their eyes the victory of the Lord the victory of the Lord. I declare your family shall serve the Lord. I declare restoration for your family. I declare that your husband, your wife, your children will all serve the Lord. For as me, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. I release healing now for those who have been in the struggle. And I release strength. My mighty warriors are here, says the Lord. My leaders are here. They've been fighting. They've been enduring. But the Lord says, you have fought with God and you have prevailed. You have prevailed. You have prevailed. You have endured. You have come to the brook of Jabbok. You have come to the place of ending. And now watch me move. Now watch me change things. Now watch me release the power of God over your family. Now watch me release your victory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. Lift up your hands. I release victory in the families. I release a breakthrough in the families. Yes! Yes! Come on, give 
hear the Lord saying, these are my wounded warriors, my leaders who've been standing in the gap. And the Holy Spirit says, son, the enemy's attack was planned, it was to attack your leaders and cause them to be drained in this fight. But the devil is a liar because the wrestling match is painful. But the good news is that if you read the story, God didn't leave him in the wrestle. I want to release this before we leave. This one last thing. What is your name? Jacob. Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have wrestled. This is prophetic for you. You have wrestled with God and with people. Watch this. And you have not given up. I want to encourage you here that are in this altar. God sees the wrestle for your family. If not, he wouldn't have highlighted this to me. He sees the wrestle. You've been going through for a long time. But breakthroughs around the corner. I said breakthroughs around the corner. He wants to honor you. And know that this wrestling period was not in vain. Holy Spirit, I need some. Holy Ghost, I need some catches here. Release the Holy Spirit right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you for endurance, Lord. Thank you for endurance. Thank you for endurance. Thank you for endurance. softer just a little softer you know why I could preach on endurance I'm going through it you know why you feel it you know why you feel it because I feel it I'm not preaching out of a book out of a book out of not out of some sort of uh, author I'm preaching to you because I've been in a Jacob moment for two and a half years I want to encourage you don't give up. You know what I told the Lord over there this morning? Excruciating pain. I said, Lord, I'm here. Use me. Lord, I'm here. In other words, I showed up. I didn't give up. I didn't call in. I just want you to know that. Amen. Father, wow. Thank you, Lord. Let that load lift off of them. I just feel some of them just being light as a feather. God says, I know you've carried that burden for your family. Let it go right now. Let that, let that go. You, you came to a place of emptying, and the Lord desires for you to not strive anymore. Hear me, please. Those of you in this altar, here's what the Lord says. Just as my son Jacob had to come to a place of complete dependence. From this point forward, let me fight your battles. Let me fight your battles. Don't sweat it. It's in my hands. Leave it up to me. Come to that place of surrender and emptying, and I will take care of the rest. Father, I bless them. I pray for breakthrough and testimonies this week of what happened here when there was a wrestling match at RCC of letting go and today we chose to let go 
and surrender and let you have the final word. And we declare that we will see our families come to the fullness of the Lord. Say that with me before we leave. Say, I will. I declare. I will see my family come to the fullness of their destiny and their calling. I agree that my family, I declare that my family will serve the Lord, will be free, and have the breakthrough that I've been praying for. I give them into your hands. It's no longer my fight, but it's yours. In Jesus' name. Church, if you believe that, give the Lord a big shout of praise. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Listen, I don't, I don't know how to end a service like this. There's just so many powerful things happening right now. Just go ahead and it, it, the media team, if you have some worship in the background, there we could transition to that. But you know what? Let's encourage each other. Let's pray for each other. We're, if you see some of us, hug us. And, and, and I'll say this. You know that some of the most needed people are the people that are in leadership because we're always strong. So encourage one another. Hug someone. Pray for someone. God bless you.